You're listening to Wholehearted with Jenny Muscatel, bringing you 10-minute wholehearted interviews with incredible guests to encourage you with the light and love of God. Join us each Monday by tuning in to www.christianmix106.com at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Jenny Muscatel, and you are listening to Wholehearted, where we have honest, faith-filled conversations with people whose lives have been impacted by congenital heart disease. Joining us today is Amber West. Born with tricuspid atresia and having undergone three open-heart surgeries, Amber was told she would be unable to have kids, but having a child was the one thing Amber wanted most in this life. Tune in to hear an incredible story of God's provision and how he never left her side through the waiting. Amber, thank you so much for joining us today. It is so nice to have you on the show. I just can't wait to hear what God has put on your heart. Can you tell me just a little bit first, what is your relationship to CHD? I was born in 1988 with tricuspid atresia and BSD. So tricuspid atresia, for people listening, I believe that means that your tricuspid valve did not exist. Is that correct? It did not form of had three open heart surgeries. I had my BT shot when I was six weeks old. I had pacemakers, cat lift casts, you name it. I've had it. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely a lot. You have overcome so much. I know, at least with a condition like that, I think a lot of people can sometimes think, gosh, three surgeries, that's huge, right? But they also sometimes think, oh, good, they corrected it. But the way they correct this type of diagnosis is they really reroute your entire heart. With the Fontaine procedure, they just, like you said, rerouted my whole heart. And yes, the surgery has given me a great quality of life, but it's also given me other conditions that you don't think about. Like now I have stage one liver cirrhosis because of the Fontaine pressure, which you don't think about. The heart just completely controls the whole entire body. So what stem does and tricuspid atresia has now transferred to liver disease, which is a whole nother ballgame that I'm having to learn about and having to treat. But thankfully, everything is going well. Oh, praise God. Now, going through all of that, how is God with you through that journey? I wouldn't be here at all without him. When I was six weeks old, my pulmonary valve was closing very fast and they needed to do surgery as soon as possible. And so they were afraid that if my mom left my side, I would die. So they let her stay in the ICU. And my mom said, I never took my eyes off of her. And she said that when my dad finally got there, that they started praying and they told my parents that I was going to die, that I had I think like 30% oxygen, it wasn't looking good. And they said, the only way I would survive is if my oxygen sats got up and they could do the surgery because without it, I was dying. So my mom said that they started praying over me. She said she opened her eyes and the whole room was bright. And they said, you could see that Jesus was breathing life back into me. And my oxygen stats started flying up. My mom said they took me and just rushed to the OR and So from that moment, even before that moment, he has always been present in my life. And I know that I would not be here without God. I just know I wouldn't. And I tell people that all the time that I would not be here without him. What is that like for you now hearing that story when you were a little, little teeny baby girl and just knowing that in that moment of, gosh, there's no other hope unless God shows up. 
I can't even imagine how my mom and my dad felt like, here's your tiny baby dying. And you know that there's nothing, nothing they can do. And the only thing they could think to do was pray. And Jesus answered. And he always hears us. He's always there. When moments you don't think he's there, he is. It's just amazing looking back and hearing the story. And sometimes I feel I'm like in that room and I see it because I've heard the story my whole life. And I just imagine that it was probably very powerful. I mean, it's powerful for me every time I hear it. And I just can't believe that he's just that good. He's so good. Now, is there a time that you do remember for your own self when you've been facing some trial or struggle like that and you're like, I need God? And in those moments, is there anything that sticks out in how he maybe showed up for you? There were definitely times around high school when I went through some things and just went through some bullying issues and things like that. And I just wondered, like, is he even here? And I was bullied by kids in my church and it really rocked my faith. How could Christians treat you this way? And so for a long time, I was angry at him and just questioned how he could let people act that way, which I mean, now I see he was doing that to get me out of those situations. And those situations were not good that I was in. And he was there. And he was there when we were waiting for my daughter. And I questioned, why couldn't I get pregnant? I mean, I know it wasn't safe for my heart, but still at the same time, I wanted more than anything to be a mother. Like, why couldn't it happen? And I questioned him through all that. And I prayed and I prayed every day for him to just let me be a mom. And he answered. And I see now why he wanted me to go through those trials. They've made me who I am today. And I wouldn't be who I am without going through those things. And I'm thankful for it. It's definitely made me a stronger person and it's made me rely on him more. And I made me know that he is always there, even when I don't feel him. Yeah, that's so true. You said quite a few things that I'm like, oh gosh, I want to ask more about that. But just your early experience at church and just being bullied and how that impacted your faith. And I think that's a really common thing for a lot of people to feel like, gosh, this person let me down or this group of people let me down and to transfer that over to God, right? Like we can so easily be like, this person did this, God must have done this, right? But in the end, you know, you kind of realize God's the solid. He's the the one who's there with you through it all, through the hardships. You know, was there any verses or truths in the Bible during that time frame that really helped you through those moments? Jeremiah 29, know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I just knew that he had to have a plan no matter what I was going through. There just had to be a reason for it, even though I couldn't see it, you know, being bullied for my scars and things I could not help. Mm -hmm. I knew that there had to be a plan. And that plan was for me to one day be comfortable with my scars. Jesus had scars. He had scars from the top of his head, from the crown of thorns to the nails in his feet. He had scars. And so if my savior has scars, it's perfectly fine that I have them. And just, it took me a long time to be okay with my scars, but I definitely see now that what I went through was strengthening me. Yeah. And now you said later on that you wanted to be able to have children, but you weren't able to physically as of your health condition. But I also heard you say you have a daughter. So do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Three years old into everything right now, but she was 
wanted. She was prayed for. She was cried out. Every emotion I felt, it's one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. In my mind, I know my heart isn't healthy, but my female anatomy is. I mean, I should be able to have a child. And I asked him repeatedly, just let me do this. You know, just let me get pregnant. I know I can do it. My heart's strong enough. And every time I would pray that, he would say, No. And I just was getting so upset. Why no? And now I see why the no. And I'm thankful for that no now because I wouldn't have my daughter and I can't imagine my life without her. We started going through the adoption process in 2016, trying to go through foster care, wasn't having any luck. So we switched to private adoption and we waited for three years. It was three years of heartache and wait. And then one day we got the call at 7.50 in the morning that there was a little girl at the hospital. And if we wanted her, she was our baby girl. And my husband and I rushed, we got ready and we went to that hospital the whole time thanking God. And ever since then, like I've seen how he was there in our weight and every little detail. And I see every little prayer that I prayed for her. He was there and he answered every single prayer. Oh, I smile just thinking about that phone call for you and having this baby who you've prayed for and over. I mean, you know how many years, God knows how many I years. I was 15. <laughs> To be able to be a mama to, you know, this sweet little girl. What is one of those prayers maybe that you've seen come to pass? Or what was one of those specific things that you're like, I prayed for this and here it is. I always knew she would be a girl. I'd prayed since I was 15 by name for her. And I knew she would be a girl. And me, everybody kept telling me, you know, you need to be okay if y'all have a boy. And I said, I will, you know, but I know it's a girl. Mm -hmm. He told me, I know it's a girl. And I just prayed and I prayed and I said, you know, if we can only adopt once, I know that the only way I can be a mother is through you, Jesus. And I just know that if you're going to make that happen, you will. And the night before we got the call. I was having a really hard time. I was in the bath and I was just praying. And I just said that to him. I said, you're the only one that can do this. I can't do this. You know, if you want me to be a mother, Jesus, you will make it happen. It'll be your will. 12 hours later, we got the call after that prayer. And my friend even texted me too that night. And she said, your turn is coming and it will be worth the wait. That was Amber West, and what an incredible story of God in the waiting. Tune in next week for part two of this conversation. Thank you for joining us today on Wholehearted, and thank you for listening to Christian Mix 106. Thank you for listening to Wholehearted. Remember to catch new episodes each Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ChristianMix106.com. To learn more about Jenny, you can visit her website at JennyMuscatel.com.